Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, it's interesting that uh, brother was starting up something. What did he start with? You told something here? Yeah. Boarding call. call, right? Yeah. Okay, boarding call. That's interesting. And it's not something that you knew what I'm going to come out with. What's the title of this? Hallelujah. Amen? So here is the Holy Spirit giving us a title before even, right? Come fly. And here is a boarding call for every one of you. And that is, let's fly together. Are you with me? We'll fly together. We want to be with the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk to you what the Holy Spirit can do to each one of us as we move with Him. And the main passage for today is that Apostle Paul is talking about in this passage of Acts chapter 20, verse 22. What does he say here? Behold, amen? Behold, I am going to Jerusalem. I am going to Jerusalem. We'll pause there. I'm going to Jerusalem. So Apostle Paul is going somewhere. He's starting a journey and I'm sure all of you will agree with me that we cannot go by road. Can we? No. So we have to fly. So Apostle Paul is flying and we are going to fly here. And here it says, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem constrained. Can we all say constrained? Constrained by the spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there. Constrained by the Holy Spirit. There are some versions that say compelled by the Holy Spirit. There are some, some versions says I'm right, ridden by the Holy Spirit. I'm guided by the Holy Spirit. I'm governed by the Holy Spirit. And that's wonderful. And we are all supposed to be guided by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, equipped by the Holy Spirit, used by the Holy Spirit, and taken by the Holy Spirit, driven by the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Behold, I am going to Jerusalem. I am going to Jerusalem. Now, constrained by the Holy Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem. Why is Paul going there? Why is Paul going there? That's a good question, right? Why is Paul going there? When we start a journey, have you heard, have you seen some people start a journey, put a GPS on and traveling nowadays especially? When I was in Mumbai earlier, I never had GPS, so I cannot use this illustration. But now we can say, but... Tell me, you ask a person, where are you going? And he say, I don't know where I'm going. Isn't it strange? We know where we are going. So here, Apostle Paul has a plan. More than everything, there is a plan that the Holy Spirit had in doing something in the life of Apostle Paul. Driven by the Holy Spirit. And the first point what I want to bring out in this message is spirit prompting. Amen? Are you prompted by the Holy Spirit? Are you prompted by the Holy Spirit? If you go by your own strength, you're going to fail. If you're going to go by the strength of the Holy Spirit, you will always be successful. How many of you agree with me? Amen? If you're guided by the Holy Spirit, you, will be ens- you can ensure that He will always take care of you. He will protect you. He will guide you. And you will feel His soothing presence all the time. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So I I want to tell you something. Paul is telling, I am going to Jerusalem. And he says, I'm not just traveling to a destination for no reason. 
there is something that the Holy Spirit is planning in my life. Something that the Holy Spirit is planning. And I want to figure out what is this Holy Spirit planning to do in my life. I want to do something. I want to do something. Can we just pause for a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to talk to us today? And ask him, tell me where I'm going today. Am I guided by you? Or am I going by my own strength? Or am I traveling on my own strength? Am I doing something on my own strength? Let me tell you, if you're doing by your own strength, you'll not go very far. But if you are guided by the Holy Spirit, you will be surely successful. You'll feel all the time. You know, something that you will never forget when you are... You know, I've been in the Lord from 1989. I came to the Lord. I've been a Christian from the time I remember born in a Christian family. I used to attend a church, Marthama. But the interesting part is, I came to the Lord in 89. And that was the time when I came to know what can God do in your life. Amen? God can do amazing things. And the year 1989 itself, I started hearing my God speaking to me. I can hear so clearly the Lord speaking to me. I'm so thankful to God. I always tell people that the biggest gift that you can ever get in your life is hearing from God. Amen? You know where you're going. You know, in my family, every decision that we have made, we know well ahead of the time what the Holy Spirit is planning. We have no confusion because he's not the author of confusion. He is a perfect God and he will lead you perfectly and he will do it wonderfully well. Amen. But if you look at this, there has to be some reason for his trip to Jerusalem. And here is it. One thing you need to remember. What is that? What is that? Who is in control of your life? Amen. Who is in control of your life? If Holy Spirit is in control of your life, then you will see amazing things. Do you know who wrote this? Who, about whom it is Paul, Apostle Paul. Do you know Apostle Paul was a person who was so zealous for the Lord? We all know that, right? Apostle Paul was a person who was persecuting the church. I tell you something, Apostle Paul was a believer even before he became a believer. How many of you agree with me? I don't think many of you agree with me. But I want to let you know, I will explain to you why I'm saying. Apostle Paul was a firm believer in what he believed. Amen? He believed that there is no resurrection. He believed that Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead. And he is not alive. And there is nothing that has happened. It's a lie of the enemy. But one day, on the way to Damascus, he saw the light of Jesus Christ. And that was the time he was so shocked. He said, what did I believe? I believed that Jesus Christ was not risen. But now God, you are standing in front of me. And he asked a question in Acts chapter 9. He said something like this. He said that in Acts chapter 9. What was that? Lord, what do you want me to do? How many of you asked that question when you came to the Lord? Lord, what do you want me to do? I want something to do, right? What's the calling that you have in my life? I go into the kitchen, but I cannot do anything. My wife cooks well. 
I tried many times, but I cannot cook as well as she cooks, right? But I try to do what I am called to do. I can speak well. I can do certain things. So what's your calling? That's what Paul was telling. Lord, what do you want me to do? And what was the answer the Holy Spirit gave was, you know something? Arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Did the Holy Spirit tell him everything on the day one? No. Holy Spirit did not tell. Holy Spirit only told you, I will tell you what you must do. First, you take your first step. Walk in that path. And I will tell you what you must do the next step. We want to have the prophecy all over our life. We want to know where we are going, what our son's future will be, or daughter's future will be, and where my son will be placed, where my daughter will be placed, and how many kids will I have, everything. But the Holy Spirit will not reveal you everything. Holy Spirit will tell you, arise and go, and I will tell you what you must do in the city that I'm sending you. Hallelujah. Amen? And that's a powerful thing. You know, something, Paul's past experience was so powerful that he knows one thing. That is, I know what it is to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Here it is. How many of you know about the soaring in the Spirit? We all have heard this word, right? Soar. Many of us, you know, sometimes, Pastor, we snore in the Spirit. Are you getting it? We snore in the Spirit. We have to learn what is soaring in the Spirit. What is soaring in the Spirit? Fly or rise high, right? Here is it. Soaring in the Spirit is something different. You know something? We are flying high or going higher and higher in a, in a level that you cannot see the natural things. Amen? Hallelujah. You know something? You and me are called to be naturally supernatural. Are you willing to understand that? You're called to be naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural and we are becoming naturally natural. Are you getting something? We are supposed to be naturally supernatural because you and me are created by the glory of God. We have the Holy Spirit who speaks to us. Holy Spirit shows us visions and dreams. Holy Spirit speaks to us. Holy Spirit does wonders. And we are to know something what the Holy Spirit is planning. Soaring in the Spirit. Have you heard that song, Hold Me Close? Let your love surround me. That's soaring in the Spirit. Bring me near, draw me to your side. And the, you know, and the next stanza says, As a weight, I'll rise up like the eagle. Hallelujah. I will soar with you. I will soar with you. Your Spirit leads me on. How? In the power of your love. Your spirit leads me on in the power of your love. And there's another song which I am reminded. When the oceans rise and thunders roar. Have you heard that song? Yeah. You like that song? It says like this. I will sow with you above the storm. That's a higher level. That's flying high. Going higher in the realm of the Holy Spirit. That supernatural level of God. That's what Apostle Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1. He said, I want to see, O oh God, that they open their eyes. And they will see what the glorious riches of God is in heaven. Amen? 
Hallelujah. That God wants to do amazing things. And he says, you know, in that song it says, Father, you are king over the flood. And I will be still and know you are God. I will be still and know you are God. I want to be still. The still is unwavering faith. Still is remaining in the presence of God. Still is not looking at outside, but still is looking at the inside of the Holy Spirit and going into the presence of the Holy Spirit and getting that strength from the Holy Spirit. That's what Isaiah chapter 40 says that he who waits on the Lord will renew their strength. They shall not be weary. Even if you turn 60, you'll, you'll not be weary. You shall. You know what I'm saying? But young people can. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will be able to soar in the spirit. Hallelujah. Soaring in the spirit is very important. Do you know why did I bring this? Let me take you something. When you are soaring in the spirit. Do you know what happens? Have you, have you noticed a pilot... Sitting in the flight. Have you ever seen? So cool there. But what's the, what's the speed in which the flight goes? It is 500 to 600, 700 kilometer speed. The flight is going. And in that speed, still the pilot is sitting like this. Coolie. Relax. How is it possible? Do you know why is it possible? Do you know why? Pilot is connected somewhere. Pilot is connected somewhere. There are messages that the pilot keeps getting. If the weather is not good, the pilot gets the message. Hallelujah. And who is our pilot? The air traffic controller is the Holy Spirit. Amen? Air traffic controller is the Holy Spirit. I have written... The job description of an air traffic controller. Holy Spirit is our air traffic controller, right? But what is the job description of an air traffic controller? They issue landing and takeoff instructions to pilots. Amen? That's the job description of the air traffic controller. They tell you when to land. They tell you what is ahead of you. They tell you what to do. When you are in crisis. So the pilot is cool and relaxed like this. And you and me are called to be connected to that air traffic controller. And listen to that voice of the Holy Spirit. Talking to us all the time. You know this is what I want to do. This is what I want. Where I have to go. Amen. How many of you are willing to do that today? Soaring in the spirit is connected with the air traffic controller. Who is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Paul was an interesting person. We talked about Paul, right? And we are talking about Paul. You know, when Paul says, I'm going to Jerusalem, he comes to a point in his life in the earlier days, before the passage that we took today, the main passage. In Acts chapter 16, if you want to open, you can open the Bible if you want to, because the verses are here anyway. What is the passage saying? Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, 
they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Hey, come on, I want to hear this. Come on, are you, are you able to understand something? Holy Spirit forbidding you? Holy Spirit stopping you to preach? Holy Spirit, I want to preach. I want to speak the word and Holy Spirit is prompting me not to preach. Crazy, right? It's crazy. We want to do because we take it as the will of God. Now, there is another passage here. Next verse says something here. And after they had come to Messiah, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. You want to speak the word, but the Holy Spirit did not allow you. Am I reading something else? It's the Bible. It's the Bible. Why? What was the reason why that was happening? Here is it. Why was that happening? What was the plan of the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit blocks you from doing something, He wants to take you to some other direction. Hallelujah. I want to let you know something. I was in Oman. I was in a place called Musket. And I wanted to really do the ministry. And I was literally struggling and struggling to preach the word. I was getting opportunity, but I was not able to plant a church in Oman. I was struggling all the time. And one day, I heard the Holy Spirit giving me this verse. I am stopping you for a reason. Hallelujah. He took me to Canada. That was the place where God just amazingly opened the doors for me. Hallelujah. What do you think if God was doing something in Oman, I would have remained in Oman. Today, by God's grace, it's all for the glory of God. My messages go to more than 350 people, 325 people approximately. They receive my teaching audios every Friday as per the Canadian time. What I wanted to share with you is there are certain times when the Holy Spirit will not allow me to do certain things. And if you are tuned to the Holy Spirit, he will tell you what is your next destination and plan. I will tell you what was the plan of God here. Let's look at this verse here. Acts chapter 16, the same passage. The next verse says, what, was, what is the next verse saying? There is a man who is coming to him. In what form? In a vision. From Macedonia. And he is telling, come. I want you to come to my place. Hallelujah. Do you know something, pastor? I wanted to preach in this church. This is the true story. I wanted to preach here. And I asked my dear niece, Jenny, I asked whether it is possible. But she said, yeah, maybe I'll try and all those things. But I was not getting any confirmation. One day I was sitting in the car. Just the same day she told me that I can preach here. The same day I was sitting in the car and I was saying, God, you told me about this church, but God, what is your plan? The same night I got a message from her saying that I can preach here. Hallelujah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Wait upon the Holy Spirit. Wait upon the Holy Spirit. He knows where and what to do in your life. Because he's the author of your life. He has written a script about you. Amen. So here it comes, you know, 
a man appears to Paul in the night in a vision. And he calls him. He says, come over to Macedonia and help us. We know the story. Later on you can see there was a church formed. Paul went and did the ministry over there. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of another song. You know that song says, when we walk with the Lord. Do you know that song? Trust and obey. Have you heard that song? But that song says, when we walk with the Lord. In the light of his word. What a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will. He abides with us still. And with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. Is to trust and obey. Right? But then there is another one that comes here. The next stanza says. Then in fellowship sweet. We will sit at his feet. Or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do. What he says we will do. Where he sends we will go. What he says we will do. Where he sends we will go. Then it says never fear. Never fear. Can we all say never fear? Can we look at one another and say never fear? Never fear, trust and obey. Hallelujah. Trust and obey. Just trust and obey. Just trust and obey. Never fear, never fear, never fear, never fear. Keep on trusting in God. Keep on believing in God. He can do amazing things in your life. Hallelujah. Now, when you soar in the spirit, what are you soaring in the spirit for? Some people soar in the spirit to see their child getting a medical degree. Some people go for an engineering qualification degree. Some people go for something else. But Apostle Paul was soaring in the spirit not to get an accreditation done somewhere. He was talking about, if I am serving God, that's my destination. How do you know that? Let's look at the next thing. Look at this here. There is a man from Macedonia inviting you. When somebody invites you to a destination... What do you say? You know what? I want to do something in my ministry. Or, you know that? I'm getting a job somewhere. Is that what? No. Look at this. Paul is telling, concluding that. What was his conclusion when that vision came in? What was his con- conclusion? Because he was so focused on the Holy Spirit. There was nothing else you will see. You give me a million dollars. You give me the best job. That will never satisfy me. What satisfies me is if I can do what the Lord wants me to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul says, concluding that the Lord has called us to preach the gospel to them. The Lord has called each and every one of us to do something for him. Amen. From the soaring to the serving, Apostle Paul comes to a different level. This is the last one I'm going to bring out. Soaring in the spirit leads you to serving him. But the serving him should lead you to the next stage called selfless ministry. That's called, I am willing to die for the Lord. That doesn't mean that you have to go and die. In Hindi we said, Jan Buchkar Okli Sardalna. Do you want to do that? No, don't do that. You're supposed to be smart and, you know, wise, but make sure you're willing to die for the Lord. 
Amen. Amen. Why and how? Selfless ministry. Look at this one. Except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city. Saying that. What was that message Holy Spirit is giving? Do you know when the prophecy comes to you many times we say it's negative. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit says here. Saying that the chains and tribulations. What? Huh? Are you kidding? Chains and tribulations await me. That means, oh, oh Paul, are you willing to serve me to this point? Peter walked on the water. Peter said, I love you. Salute to you, Jesus. You are the son of the most high God, Peter said. Peter was willing to walk on the water. Everything he did. But then a time came on the final day. On the final examination day. Peter said, I don't know him at all. Not once, twice, thrice. He cursed. He said, I don't know what you people are talking about. That Peter came to a point he met Jesus. In John chapter 21. Jesus asked Peter, do you really love me? Do you love me? Peter said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Do you love me, Peter? Yeah, I love you. Do you love me? Oh, yeah. Started crying because he came to know that my love was only till the final exam. Amen? When the crisis comes, I am going to say, I don't know this Jesus at all. But Peter came to a point, he cried out and he wept and he came to a point. He said, Jesus, I'm willing to die for you. But I want you to do me a favor. I don't want you to compare myself. Or I don't want myself to be compared with you. Put me the other way. Hang me on the cross. Do you know what I'm saying? Selfless ministry is what God is calling us to. That's the final stage. Selfless ministry. Chains and tribulations await me. And then it comes. None of these things. Can we all say none of these things? What none of these things move me. Paul says, I don't think anything can move me. We sing, I shall not be. Don't you think, sin? I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Paul is telling, I shall not be moved. Amen. None of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. I am not counting my life dear to myself. What a wonderful stage it is, isn't it? Where he says, so that I may finish my race. He's running for what? To die. What are we running for? We don't know. The Holy Spirit knows. It's between you and God. We need to understand. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Praise God. Paul came to a point of selfless ministry. After this passage, if you want to know how much he actually followed what he, what he believed in, the selfless ministry, you know there was a dinner party at the house of Paul, uh, sorry, Philip, and in that dinner party, there were four beautiful daughters of Philip, prophetesses, and there is another prophet called Agabus, and here is a dinner party going on, and food is there, and they were all eating. And here comes Agabus. What does he do? He'd come to us. He took Paul's belt, took his belt, and beyond, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem 
bind the man who owns his belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. How do you respond? How do you respond when you hear that? And when we heard these things, they were good friends, brothers, sisters. We were having dinner. We would say, Pastor, don't, don't go there, Pastor. Pastor, please don't go. You know one thing? That man of God, that prophet has told. This is going to happen. Isn't it a great revelation? Holy Spirit has revealed. Holy Spirit, Paul, don't go. Right? Paul should have saluted and said, I thank you, Agabus. I appreciate your word. And I'm stopping. Did Paul say? What will we do is different. But Paul did something different. What was Paul's answer? Look at the answer of Paul. What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? Remember one thing. When you go to a level of that selfless ministry, where you're willing to die for Jesus, you will find a lot of other brothers and sisters sometimes crying like this. But you should say this. What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. What a powerful level it is. Are we willing to go into that level where we say, God, take me to that pool. Take me to that. I want to die for Jesus. Amen. Paul said in Philippians chapter 1, For to me, how can, how can you say this verse in a normal sense? For to me, live is Christ and to die is gain. How can the death become a gain for you? How can the death bring profit to you? Huh? Once I was praying a few months ago, I heard a lot of songs related to the funeral services. The people who die and you know they go to heaven and those songs. Afterwards, I was telling God, whenever any crisis comes, I want to say, God, if it is your will, I'm willing to come. For to me, live is Christ. And to die is gain. For to me is that. Hallelujah. And what was that? You know, there's another one, Paul here, the selfless ministry. He says, for I am hard pressed between the two. In between two people, he's sandwiched. In two things he's sandwiched. What is he sandwiched in between? Having a desire to depart and be with him. That was his one side. I want to go there. Right? Which is far better, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more, more needful for you. It's more beneficial for you. It's more, you know, better for you. Because I know that I will go. But I want to be there till the time my God has kept me here. How many of you have ever prayed as you become older? Oh God, take me. We don't say take me into the Holy of Holies. Isn't it? But I want to tell you something. Did you ever ask God to bring you here? Did you come by your choice? then let it not be your choice to go. Let it be his choice. Amen. Let it be his choice. Let him take us to where he wants to. The final thing. But none of these things 
move me, nor do I count my life to myself so that I may finish my race with joy, with a smile. Have you heard the you know, secular world saying service with a smile? Paul's mission was that actually those things have been taken by these people. Service with a smile. He served God with a smile, with a joy. And he said, you know what? So that I may finish my race with joy. He wants us to remember one thing. We need to come to that level. We can say that I am in the Lord from this year to this year. I can say that 1989 I came to know the Lord. But the question arises, what have you attained in these years? As I close, I want to tell you something. About uh, when I was 42 years, now I'm 59 years, okay? So you can calculate. 42 years when I was, one prophet came to my office and he sat and he told me like this, how do you feel, brother, if you hear that prophecy? He said, the Holy Spirit tells me that you are a 29-year-old man. Wow, it is good, right? I was 42, and I was dancing. I said, wow, the Holy Spirit is telling I'm a young man. I am only 29 years old. But do you know one thing? I went back home. I started saying, why did you say 29 years old? 29 years old, as I was praying, as I was praying, the Holy Spirit told, what's so difficult about it? Just go back and find out what happened at the age of 29. And the Holy Spirit told me, at the age of 29, I came to the Lord. Amen? And what was the Holy Spirit telling? I look at you as the same 29-year-old man. You haven't grown. Are you getting something? You haven't grown. You have come to me. You've given your life to me. But you are a child of God. I know. I agree. But further to that, I don't see you grown. My daughter, when she was around 25 years old, I saw her coming up with a nice audio. Baba Black Sheep, have you any bull? No, that's audio. Which she used or spoke when she was just two years old. She was playing that. I told my daughter, it's good to hear, but what do you think if you are speaking today the same language? Amen. Your language must change. God wants us to change our language of everything. Worship, adoration, the relationship, the access to God. Everything must change in our life. I can be that Baba Black Sheep, have you any wool? Right? But I need to understand what if I start speaking the same thing today, you would not sit here. Holy Spirit wants us to grow into that level. You know what? Final thing. What is that? Spirit prompting. Prompted by the Holy Spirit to that soaring in the Spirit, to that serving God level. Amen? As you serve God. How can you serve God is in whatever capacity God has placed you in. Whatever capacity God has placed you in. Then take you to that level. Or fourth level. Of that selfless ministry. Jesus lived a selfless ministry. He said that. I have not come to do 
anything except what my father in heaven wants. My food is to do the, do the will of my father. What is our food? To eat some KFCs or pizza or what? What's our food? Our food should be to do the will of our father. Can we pray? Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord. God Almighty, we commit into your hands, Lord Father, each and every one of us. God, it's, it's good to hear such good, good verses, O oh Lord, from the Bible. God, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will help us. Help us to dwell upon your word, O oh God. Remain in your presence, O oh Lord Father, prompted by the Holy Spirit, compelled by the Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord Father, to soar in the Spirit, O oh Lord, to serve you and to God live a selfless life. Where God, you alone, you alone are a God. Nothing will distract us, O Lord. As Apostle Paul said, nor the height, nor the depth, nor the angels, nor the demons can ever separate me from the love of Christ. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that we will say that nor the height, nor the depth, nor the angels, nor the demons can ever separate us from the love of Christ. Father, we love you, God. Help us, Lord Father, to live a life that will manifest your love in our day-to-day life. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.